When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's Most Things Kenobi, an elegant podcast for a more civilized fandom. Hmm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. Yeah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> and we're a- in one piece, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Even though the new year has tried to, to stop that, we, we are here and we have succeeded in surviving all sorts of insane shit. And it's only... Can you imagine... Two weeks into January. Yeah. What What is the date? It's, January, it's too soon for January this shit. January 14th. And it feels like we've been in January for a year now. Yes. Yes. So we um, hope everything's going well for everyone out there. Yes. Sorry we missed last week. We've been traveling and we've been sick. And we've, we're From traveling. Yes, exactly. We've been losing toenails from traveling and voice... <laughs> You lost your voice. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's fine. We're here. We have our, we have each other, Lauren. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then we, we, we both had blizzards. It's freezing, freezing fucking cold. And I, I usually turn my heat off. I am not turning my heat off to record. It is dangerously cold. So yes, and we're we're wishing everyone warmth across. At least the United States, Canada, yeah. and uh, that's about it for right now. But if you're also cold and you're not in the contiguous 48 states, we're wishing you warmth as well. Yeah, and if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, enjoy your summer. <laughs> enjoy your summer. We know you're there and having a lovely time. So. <laughs> so, it's been a minute, and I almost forgot what we were supposed to talk about this week, but... Obi-Wan! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Duh. Here on most things Kenobi, we might talk about Kenobi. Yes. I don't know. I've missed Kenobi. I have. Me too. It's I can't remember the last time we did an episode about I can't remember yesterday either, so I mean don't use my memory oh. as any kind of rubric to go by, but 
<laughs> I think we're talking about mistakes, quote unquote, right? Obi-Wan's yes, mistakes. Yes, Okay. Yeah. Which I thought, I, I don't know if you saw this, but when I posted we were not going to do an episode last week because I was sick, and we would come back next week with uh, conversations about Obi-Wan's mistakes, James Arnold Taylor commented, what mistakes? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I have a feeling this is going to get deep because when I was trying to find Obi-Wan's mistakes or what I, these are my beliefs. Yeah. And I know I'm going to raise, ruffle some feathers with one of them, but <laughs> it begs the question, do we ever really make any mistakes if it's the grand plan mm-hmm. and it all leads to where we are today and who we are as a person. Same thing applies to Obi-Wan, right? Yes. So I was thinking of this as I was trying to find some quote unquote mistakes. And I thought, oh, it's going to be fine because everything ends up fine in the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we even said this a little bit in our last episode, but especially to each other, when we say mistakes, like you said, like, are they really mistakes? Yeah. It kind of yeah. depends on how you want to look at it, the lens you want to use. Your point of view? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did we have a number? I don't remember. If we did, I don't remember, but I have at least two. Okay. All right. Me too. Okay. All right. Usually we do three, but since neither of us can remember and we're just try- <laughs> we're just trying to live here, uh, we'll go with two. I jotted down some ideas that a couple people sent to me as well. Just mm, they okay. were they're not necessarily on my list, but they are ideas that kind of float around, you know, the fandom about Obi Wan. Well, so. let's float. <laughs> okay, I like I like floating. <laughs> so, what was your first one then? I hate to even say this <laughs> because do I have to go first? <laughs> no, if you don't, <laughs> I can go first okay. if you want. You go first. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my first mistake was uh, growing a mullet. What? <laughs> oh, God, thank God you went first. Yours is way less serious than mine. <laughs> It's just a joke. It's just a joke. I have I have a real one, but oh well, it is a mistake, and really nothing good did come of that. <laughs> at least to us, a I know there's a few out there mistake. that love the mullet. I yeah. know you're right. That, yeah, there are a lot of people who do love it. I think the the mullet and the giant sleeves are just a mistake. But oh yeah, in all seriousness, okay, <laughs> I would say one of my biggest problems with obi-wan always has been that he lied to luke yeah okay all right so that was gonna be my my runner-up one. Oh, really okay yeah yeah so i have the two and then i have like some more yeah. in case we needed more yeah I do that too. was gonna be like my third one so yeah 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 that has always really bothered me even before i was like a huge obi-wan fan um i actually didn't yeah. like obi-wan a little bit until i watched the clone wars and now they've kind of explained it all with the Kenobi series about the lying to Luke about his father being murdered by Darth Vader um, mm-hmm. and then allowing him to go into battle knowing he would face Vader 
without knowing the truth, sending him to kill his father without telling him that that's mm -hmm. what he was doing. That, to me, is a huge moral issue. Personally, mm -hmm. I find that unethical. And that Yoda went along with it. It was just like, just telling a person, it's basically they were using the parent thing like when parents tell kids because i said so like no yeah not with a reason yeah. they were just telling him you gotta just trust us and do what we say because we say so and we saw how well that worked with anakin <laughs> so well i blame it all on like yoda and obi-wan at this point i blame that whole thing on it being like a product of the old the old way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because how many times did they just send people, children like Ahsoka, yeah. into battle and said, because that's what we do. That's our job. That we we need you to do this. And like. Exactly. How many questions were raised that were never answered about the morality of what they were doing? Were they peacekeepers? Were they not peacekeepers? Right. So the lack of specific information that Obi-Wan and Yoda kept from Luke I have a tendency to blame on that being like the old school way of thinking and they're just stuck in it. Well, one's a force ghost. So I don't know if you can be <laughs> unstuck or stuck or what, but you know, Yoda could have piped up and said something, but he didn't. And he was one of the biggest ones who, who kept shit from people. Yeah. You know, when Anakin showed up at his hut or whatever, his room or had a, you know, he talked to Yoda and he's like, I'm feeling all these things. And Yoda talked to him in riddles didn't really yeah. give you Anakin an answer. Yes. That has always been a big complaint of mine with Yoda. I know everyone reveres him a lot, but I feel like the way he communicates with people, it, I don't know if he's trying to give them the chance to arrive at the answer on their own, but really I think he does more harm than good without just saying the truth. Like, just fucking say what you mean and people will get there faster. <laughs> I don't yes. know. I think that he's he is not a teacher who would do well for me personally. I, I can't stand that kind of non-answer kind of bullshit. So we understand now where Obi-Wan's coming from because the Kenobi series has explained that Anakin said, you know, I killed Anakin Skywalker. So now we know that's why Obi-Wan said that. But I still think it's wrong for Obi-Wan to use his own trauma or whatever you want to call it, like the, the pain that he has from that interaction with Anakin, to not mm -hmm. tell Luke the full truth. And, you know, if he was aware that his worst fear was his father, perhaps that would have mm -hmm. given him the, the knowledge, I guess, I don't know, to protect himself from that. Instead, he just felt this anger with no understanding of why he felt it and felt frustrated and didn't know why. And no one was telling him that, like, well, you have, you know, this parent <laughs> who has the same yeah. traits as you. But mm -hmm. if you do things this way, you know, maybe you'll protect yourself. Well, I don't know. I just have always found that duplicitous. And how could you ever trust a thing any of your mentors said after something like that it's, that's the big thing i couldn't i don't think i could either it shows you how big of a person luke actually is really truly i think so and when he goes back to 
Yoda in Return of the Jedi, and he's so sweet and compassionate mm-hmm. there. And, he, you know, he's found his his level, his balance. We don't know that yet because they were still kind of implying in Return of the Jedi that he could turn to the dark side. Right. But, like, you think lying to a person? Like, the way they lie to Anakin about, like, yeah. Rako Hardeen and how that oh. pushes him. You know, like, they're doing the exact same thing here with Luke. And it didn't work out well the first time, guys. It's not going to work out well this time. Okay, that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a perfect segue. Oh, is it? <laughs> Into my number one. My number one is Rako Hardeen. Yeah. And his decision to do that to Anakin. Yeah. And as a whole, I was going to say Obi-Wan's mistake of Anakin. But there's a balance there. So I went with, I just went with Reiko Hardin because Obi-Wan made a conscious decision to do that. And mm-hmm. at this point in the story, Anakin is so sensitive. He's just, he's like on the brink with his emotions and everything is so raw and everything's so touchy and he's getting more powerful. He's starting to have these thoughts. Maybe no one else knows this, but Obi-Wan of all people should have known it. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. his best friend, his brother. And when I said I was going to say Anakin, all of Anakin, it, it, I wanted to say that's where I was thinking like, yeah, but was, was Anakin Obi-Wan's mistake? Like, I know we had the scene in the Kenobi show where Anakin literally says, I am not your, I'm not your failure. I'm not your failure. And I know Obi-Wan feels regret for Anakin. And I know Anakin feels regret for everything. There's a little bit in there. There's a little bit and it's dying and it's turning into Vader. And it's this horrible scene, right? That's why it makes that scene so raw, but everything that happened between them, led to what needed to happen with Luke and you could even say Ahsoka and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to pick like one incident where I, f- I feel like he made a conscious decision because I guess you could say that every decision Obi-Wan made to like look past one of Anakin's grievances was mm-hmm. a mistake. Yeah. But I have to believe that we as humans, whether we're in the galaxy or we're here on planet earth, that we're just doing the best we can at the time with what we have. Yeah. You can look back and say, that's a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Yes, but I mean, you learn from those things too. And Anakin was as much at fault for every conscious decision he made. And you can't blame Obi-Wan for everything that Anakin did. These are two separate humans. But in the Reiko Hardin, he agreed to do that mission. He knew what it would do to Obi-Wan. To Anakin. I'm sorry. <laughs> to Anakin. Well, what did it do to Obi-Wan? I know. I would really like to know. <laughs> um... Because there had to be some soul searching after that, after the shit that Anakin said. Yeah. Yes. And did. Or was about to do. So I know that was a long-winded thing, but, like, I was trying to think, like, what is... Of the whole Anakin thing, like, if I could pick one moment. I agree. Uh, Reiko Hardin is always kind of... Like, I didn't say it as my first because we talk about it all the time but we do yeah but i think we talk about it all the time because it really was a huge mistake and Mm -hmm. i think that one of the most painful parts of that whole arc is a small little line obi-wan says when 
Yoda and Mace Windu go to see him before he does the facial mm-hmm. transformation. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. Anakin's reaction is what sold it. And it's it was like imperative to keep Anakin on the outside because not because they didn't trust Anakin with the mission or because they didn't think, you know, he was too emotional. for It was because they wanted his pain to sell the ruse. And that is so awful. It's so bad. It's so bad. So, like, whose idea was this? They said it in the... The little intro says it was the council, and they cut to Obi-Wan looking depressed as fuck, <laughs> getting right. like, yes. another mission he doesn't want. But he's, he doesn't speak up. No. And he never spoke up with Ahsoka either. Yes. When she was at trial. And that's one of my honorable mentions. Oh, oh, okay. All I right. think there's so, this theme of him not speaking up against the council, which is what Qui-Gon always did, so he never oh, did. Oh, yeah. Right. And I think that is a big fault of Obi-Wan's because, and granted, I understand why, right? Like, there is yeah. no confusion to me of really why he does all these things that I would call, call quote-unquote, a mistake. He does them for good reasons, usually. He does. And like you were saying, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. Yep. But the fact that he doesn't speak up against this awful mission... And he doesn't speak up to protect Ahsoka. And he doesn't speak up on multiple other occasions when he knows what the council is asking him to do is really immoral in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's really unfortunate. Granted, though, it was his whole life to be a Jedi, right? So is it that surprising that he would speak out against the thing that he was? That's hard. That would be really hard for anyone. I absolutely agree, because if you think about... I'm going to get real deep here for a second. Do it. (laughs) Go for it. Pardon me. Pardon me, folks. But when you think about some of the world's greatest problems, and when people don't speak up... Now, I'm not comparing Ahsoka (laughs) and her issue, you know, in the council and all that stuff, to, like, giant world problems here. But... If you take into consideration the fact that when people don't speak up, things tend to get worse. You may be the only person that speaks up and you know it's not going to do any good because you're only one versus how many. Mm-hmm. And you're, you standing up is not going to make a difference. But I do think it makes a difference. And if you don't do it at all, you're letting the other ones like win. And I, mm-hmm. I don't mean like... I don't have an eloquent way of saying this. It's just, if you remain silent, you're not contributing to trying to make things right. Yeah. Even if you're one voice amongst thousands, millions, that's where change happens is it starts with one. Yeah. And it could have turned the tide if Obi-Wan had said something when Ahsoka was on trial, even if he didn't think like, well, I'm... I'm in the minority. They're not going to listen to me or yeah. what uh, he's been to battle with her more than any of the other people who were judging her on that trial. Who knows if his word would have had weight? Yeah. I think it would have. And if, and in the end, if it didn't, at least he spoke up and stood up and let Ahsoka know that someone was on her side and knew better, you know? Yes. Like, and that's what counts. That's the thing that always hits me with that is, Okay, he's on the Jedi Council, and he could do more good 
by staying on the council than if he got demoted, right? I guess. Mm -hmm. By speaking up. So, like, say, worst case scenario, he speaks up, he gets in trouble, and he gets kicked off the council. Could you really not live with that? (laughs) Like, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't live with not saying anything at all. Especially for Ahsoka and Anakin. Like, okay, maybe not for other people, but for them, you couldn't even... That's not so surprising in the movies because they just don't establish the relationship that they do in Clone Wars. Like, they have more time, Mm -hmm. so the relationships are far Mm -hmm. deeper there. And that's why the betrayal is so much more painful. Uh, Like, on both sides, when Obi-Wan doesn't speak up for Anakin and then when Anakin turns to the dark side, I think all of that is more painful because Clone Wars is so good. Yes. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah, I I just, and the idea that the only person Obi-Wan ever says he loves is Anakin, and you know Mm -hmm. he's attached, so to, Mm -hmm. like, not speak up because you can't be attached, you can't show feelings or emotion, it's like, well, guess what, you're living two sides of the coin, and you're not being honest with yourself in one way or the other. Yeah, Yeah. I, I don't know, I just find it really hard to reconcile and some of our listeners have mentioned Reiko Hardin specifically mm-hmm. and they have said that they felt like it was totally out of character and that the writers were really wrong to even write it in the first place well you could go that direction yes that's why I questioned whose idea was it now obviously it's the writer's idea but in the grand scheme of characters yeah the fact that Mace was there <laughs> he probably took delight in seeing Anakin and his emotions and probably it actually played into showing it played into Mace being like, see, he look at him fly off the handle, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. It's just reconfirming. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that Palpatine probably strongly urged this in order to get Anakin to have this reaction to further his little plot that he's got going and it's getting to the end, you know, and I don't know. It's just this blind faith in the council. We saw where that got everybody and it's just bad. I think that as regards to it being like not in character or not good writing or like the writing doesn't fit in. I don't know. I actually think the opposite. I think that when you look at Clone Wars, especially in context of while it was coming out, right? Not mm-hmm. like now that we have all this extra content to compare to. They were telling... I don't even know. Not necessarily serials, but kind of. Like, imagine old cowboy shows, you know? Yeah. Where it's like yep. a different adventure every week and... You have a, a challenge and you face it and you either succeed or you don't. And it's it also reminds me of like the X-Files because there are episodes where it's huge lore building and it's part of the bigger story. There are episodes that are just like little side uh, quests, as they call them. And then there are some that are funny. There are some that are like deeply dramatic. Mm-hmm. And like... It's a great idea. Obi-Wan goes undercover into Dooku's band of bad guys. That's a fucking great idea for a story. <laughs> and, like, how are you going to sell it except 
you know, I, I actually think it is a great idea. I think it's really, they played with a lot of weird stuff like that in Clone Wars. They went places I never thought they would go with Star Wars, and that's why it's so fucking good. So yeah. I I think that it is, I do actually think it's in character for Obi-Wan, unfortunately. Because yeah. when we've talked about, like, the, the movies, like the Ewan McGregor version of Obi-Wan, I do think this is in character for Obi-Wan. I, I can see. I could see Ewan going for this. He's a little colder, and he definitely, even though they, like, have their witty banter in the movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is not the camaraderie. Like, there, it's not visibly, there's that whole brotherhood between them. I think part of why the movies really bother me is because I don't believe it. They never get along. They are always fighting in That's the true. movies. Especially Attack of the Clones. Yes, it's just all conflict. It's like parents scolding a child constantly, like yes. trying to wrangle a toddler, you know? Exactly. And, and I think Clone Wars fills in the gap, and that's why I believe it now. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think it is in character, unfortunately. Because I don't yeah. think of, as you know, I don't think of Obi-Wan as a cinnamon bun, so... <laughs> no, I, I think... I think... Personally, I think if, if Sidious, I'm sorry, Palpatine, <laughs> it is Sidious. Yeah. Uh, if Palpatine is pushing it hard enough, yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. They always did. Yeah. That's the so. whole point. He wants to see how far from their morals he can get them to go, and he gets them to go really yeah. far. And he's playing both sides at this point, and it was all about him. It was for him. And how fun was that for him to sit there and watch all of this go on all around him mm-hmm. while a- Anakin's playing right into his hand yep. while the rest of them are just eating it. He's just eating this up. Yeah. Fuck Palpatine. <laughs> Seriously. I hope everyone had a great New Year's except Palpatine and Pongkrell. <laughs> I hope their January is going terribly. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of some holiday cheer I forgot to spread. <laughs> uh, okay, so my next one is, it's actually an episode we've done previously, and I'm not saying it is a mistake necessarily, but I am saying it's worth thinking about because of how everything turned out. And how the galaxy suffered as a result. Oh, God. What is it? Was it a mistake that Obi-Wan didn't kill Anakin? Oh. Because we oh. we did the whole episode about it, and it was yeah. so fascinating. Because it's all, it's theoretical, right? Like, I don't... I... <laughs> we, we finished that episode, and both were like, don't have a real answer for that. Don't have an answer. Still don't. Yeah. Still don't. But because he couldn't bear to do it, which is totally understandable, yeah, Vader became what he was and yeah. lived in pain as a result yes. of it. Which, of, of course, Obi-Wan wouldn't want his friend to live no. in, in that suffering. No. So, like, no. that is just a big one that I, I struggle with sometimes because... Like wouldn't I don't even put yeah. it, it like it would be putting someone out of their misery. But also, like when you watch that scene, is like, is it worth? 
killing this man who's in this kind of condition already. Like, it seems like overkill, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's, mm, that's a tough one. I still don't have an answer. I, I don't, <laughs> it's the, <laughs> it, I'm not even thinking like Vader yet. I'm thinking of your best friend just this just happened right in this terrible place and now this terrible thing has happened to your best friend he's laying there with half his limbs and screaming in pain and his hair is melting off his skin okay yeah to put him out of his misery i would i would yeah but like if you think of the code he's an unarmed <laughs> He made that choice. Right. Da, 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 da. And plus, he doesn't want to kill his best friend, but he's also letting him literally burn to the point he passes out and Palpatine finds him. Like, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. And then if you consider what ends up happening after all this, you could say it contributed to Padme's death because Palpatine right. had to pull from somewhere right. to oh get Anakin back. So it's like the collateral damage <laughs> yeah, of it all. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That adds a whole other layer of pain. Well, this is our theory, of course. It's not right, right, right. That our theory is that Palpatine drained Padme to bring Anakin back to full force. Yeah, because ain't no way a strong woman like that gonna just pass out and die from having two children. Nope. Yeah, she dies from, from the sadness. sadness. <laughs> the sadness of it all. Yeah. Ugh. Anyone can die from having babies, and I hope they never do. But I'm saying yes. the sadness of it all. No. Well, and not the, the droid said that she was fine medically, but she's so, given yeah, it up was, the will to live. Yeah. So yeah, because it was taken from her. Yeah. But regardless, had Obi Wan ended Anakin, maybe there would still be. Yeah, I mean, it's Padme. It's like a chain of events, right? Yeah. So yeah. Because and he is it supposed to happen? Right. Is it the wills? It could be because the wills made Anakin like apparently all of this was supposed to happen, which is ultimately our argument all the yes, time. Of like that is the argument when people blame Obi Wan for Anakin like falling to the dark side. It, no, my argument is always the point was for him to fall. Like that's the whole yeah. point. So you can't yes blame Obi Wan all literally, you want. <laughs> Anakin made that choice, and it was destiny. So that's why I said they are two separate entities making their own choices here. Yeah. Can there be influence? Absolutely. Yeah. But to blame someone, no. Mm -mm. Influence, yes. Blame for everything, no. Yeah. So what's your your second one? Well, I guess I'm gonna lighten things up a bit (laughs) with this one. But this is where I'm afraid I'm going to ruffle feathers. But whatever, I'll fall on that sword. I think Satine was a big mistake. Oh, in what terms, though? You can't help who you fall in love with. Yeah. I understand. But him meddling and being sent to Mandalore when she's ruling and all of this starting up and, like, all of this coming to the surface and then she calls on him to come back and save her you know which ultimately leads to her death this is a big mistake (laughs) (laughs) he should have let that go when they separated and 
absolutely turned down anything that sent him to Mandalore. Yeah. Now, is that extreme? Probably. I have never liked Satine. I know. I know. (sighs) Voice actress excluded from this. I'm talking about the character. Yeah, yeah. Anna Graves is amazing. We love her. Yeah, we love her. We love her with James, everything. But, okay, so, like, teenage love affair, this this whole thing happens, right? And then, like, go your separate ways and leave it. But I, I have to look at my own personal bias because when I break up with someone, that is it. Clean. Boom. Deleted, blocked, never see it again. And I know some people don't do that. But I really think that Obi-Wan should have blocked Satine. I'm surprised he didn't, honestly. Because he is that kind of person where he's like, he had made up his mind yeah. and... That was that. They weren't going to do... Nothing was going to happen. I know there are people who hold out hope and have their, their like, fan theory that Obi-Wan and Satine were having, like, an ongoing affair during Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. I, I really don't think that was what was going on. The woman... That would be an even bigger mistake. I mean, she literally Oof. died in his arms, and he still didn't say... <laughs> I know! Yeah. So... And that is also a mistake! <laughs> So I say all of this, that he shouldn't even have been anywhere around her. Stay away from that. You don't need to go to Mandalore. Send Ahsoka. Okay. She was, she ended up saving Mandalore anyway or whatever. But yeah. But the fact that he did meddle, he did go there. They did have the exchange in the thing when Anakin stabbed the guy in the back. So you're talking about originally when he was sent to the Voyage of Temptation. And all yes. That. I mean, that again... The council sent him. He didn't even have an option. He they, they just. But sent he him. should have said something. <laughs> like you know what? I didn't. I know it would have outed him, but he should have said like you know what? This would be a great learning experience for Padawan number seventy two. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> send that person. Yeah. But then since he did, he never said he loved her, even in <laughs> like. So you you end up in this. You end up. In this again, Obi, I'm throwing my hands around over here. I'm getting emotional, but like, you can't even tell the woman in her dying moments, like, I cared for you. You could have said, I, I deeply cared for you. You, you had a part of my heart. A part of my heart dies when you die. Shit, something, anything. And it doesn't even have to say, I love you. It could be any of those things you just said would have been perfect. The whole thing's a mess. (laughs) That's all. I think it's really interesting because I I think the fact that he went and he yes. probably didn't have to. Yeah. Initially, you're right. He probably could have said something. You know he was curious. Yes. You know he wanted to see her. Right. It was like he walked back in there knowing that it, it's so yes. it's almost cruel because he was curious and didn't care that it might yes. bring up pain for her at the same time you know he's all well and good because he's he's got the code and he's got years on on the council and he's got this big old wall built up but he doesn't we don't know where satine is at mentally emotionally whatever yeah it's really true he's just so kind to her and Sweeps her off her feet almost, like, to save her a couple times. And, and then, like, really holds her at arm's length in, in the last, what is that one called? It's the one after Voyage of Temptation. I, I always forget yeah. the last one's name. 
Mandalore plot or something like that. Something where, yeah. Where she gets, um, someone tries to kill her. She gets accused of murder or that whole one. He keeps showing up at the Senate while she's there and then keeps saying things like, well, I'm your friend. And she's like, yeah, we're friends. I get the fucking point. You put me in the yeah. friend zone. <laughs> like, exactly. You don't have to keep saying it, you know, and it's it's weird because just at the end of the previous episode, she had said that she loved him. And then they mm-hmm. end the episode kindly and she says you're you know a mindful jedi and i'm just not sure about the beard and that whole scene where they seem like they end on the same page yes things were smoothed over yeah no one's going away very mad yeah chapter gets turned like yeah they're in this weird dynamic now where i i don't know it like he he's a friend and like she's not accepting that they're friends she's kind of bitter that they're friends and not something more well this is why i don't like satine because she's so combative all the time yeah she's really proud she's she has a lot of reason to be she's a she's a good woman with a good heart who stands up for what she believes in and isn't afraid to say it you know, hearkening back to what I was talking about earlier in the episode. So mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of her. She just needs to bring it from a 10 down to a 7. <laughs> That's all. It's true. You can get I, the same thing accomplished I at a 7. Really, <laughs> I really agree with you. I, and the first time I watched it, I found her pretty irritating as well. And <laughs> I've grown to, like, like those episodes with her and Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan is different in those but then mm-hmm. if you watch the episodes with, like, the one with her and Padme. Which oh, I can't, her and Padme, I yeah. I can't remember yeah. the name of it. But it's all about this, like, corrupt plot to poison children. And yeah. the whole time she's fucking ranting and, like, telling people to do stuff. And it makes no sense. She's like, burn this warehouse down. I'm like, girl, that's where all your evidence is. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's at a 10 and she needs to be at a 7. I don't like stifling women. I don't mean it to come across as that. I just mean like the way she's portrayed, not by Anna, but her character as a whole seems a little aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessarily so. Like to burn a whole warehouse. Is that necessary? I don't think so. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You could argue, you know, she's... A woman in power in a quote man's world, so she's probably having yeah. to like really I mean, assert herself as much as possible. I mean, Tall Merrick tries to talk over her. I don't even know how many oh, times. I, I fucking hate that. I hate I that as on all sorts of levels. But just to bring it back to Obi Wan, I just think he should have let well enough alone when he had the chance because yeah. a whole lot of shit came up. That probably didn't need to happen, and I think it was a bad choice. The do you, end. Do you think part of that is because he was lying to himself about how he really felt? Well, absolutely. Yeah. We've all done it. Yeah. He's... We've all texted someone we're not supposed to and then immediately regretted it, and then when the person is like, oh, you want to talk again? Do you want to hang out? You're like, no, actually. <laughs> what have I done? Didn't mean to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is why I clean-cut people out, because I can't be trusted. <laughs> So, Obi-Wan, take it from experience. <laughs> this could only know. end it's in tears. A, yeah, it's a mess. What are some of the 
the ones that were brought up that you wanted to touch upon? If you could, if you want to list them or just... Yeah, I mean, one of them was Rico Hardeen. And then someone else said that they thought maybe him not leaving the order for Satine was a mistake. Oh, hey, you know what? I'll go with that too. Make a decision and whatever it is, stick to it. Because if he'd if he'd have made the decision to go with Satine, let's play it from this angle. Mm -hmm. Do not meddle in the affairs of the order and the council and say like, well, I can come help. No, you made a decision. Stay with her, Mm -hmm. you know? So it can be from either angle. When you know, if you, what you said before is true. Like if he had just cut the ties, then perhaps Maul wouldn't have killed her because she wouldn't have missed anything. Yes. Like, that's so terrible to say. Like, that sounds very (laughs) victim-blamey. Well, you know, no, no, no. It's very similar to what we were talking about with Anakin. Maul used Satine to draw an emotion out of Mm Obi-Wan, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas they used Obi-Wan to draw draw an emotion out of Anakin. Now, it was all play-acting at the end of the day. Yeah, but still... Mm -hmm. What goes around comes around. Is that karma? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So those were the main ones that other people had sent okay. to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's not too many mistakes, honestly. And these are even borderline if you if you go deep with them. So. Yeah, I feel like everything we've talked about is we're looking for mistakes. So that's yeah. what we're focusing on. But really... Any of the things that we've talked about, I there is another point of view. Like that that really yeah. is true. And if we wanted to even do the same episode and explain why these decisions were not mistakes, we could do that. And we could. None of this is black and white. Not a right. single one of them. There and there are more parties involved in almost every single one of these decisions. Yeah. That do have an influence. So it's Absolutely. Nothing is ever easy in the world of Star Wars. <laughs> right. And we don't want anyone, you know, thinking we're shit talking Obi-Wan or shitting on Obi-Wan and we probably should have said this at the beginning so that people don't just drop out of the episode and get mad, but <laughs> I mean, we're not here to sugarcoat stuff. We want to explore all the different aspects. And so even mm-hmm. though he's one of our favorite characters, he has done things that have hurt other people, and we shouldn't be afraid to look at that, I think. Absolutely. Our question to you this week is, what other quote-unquote mistakes did Obi-Wan make that we didn't cover? And do you agree with what we said, if we did cover the ones that you can think of? Let us know. We're not here to shit talk, like Lauren said earlier, but it is interesting to dive into this sort of thing and try to look at it from, dare we say, another point of view. (laughs) So let us know. And next week, oh my God. (laughs) Yes! We are talking about the Hello There animated version of Revenge of the Sith that came out. It is amazing it's so good and we both loved it so much we're like we gotta do an episode on it so it it is if you have not seen it this is your homework for this week yes go watch it it's on twitter it's on what is it everywhere youtube Mm -hmm. yeah just type in hello there and animated revenge of the sith battle yes i think it's incredible it's so good it's clone wars style 
They did a fantastic job and we are going to talk all about it and gush about it next week. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Oh,